Yo! Welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is February 15th, day after Valentine's Day. But today is for the side chicks, baby. Y'all already know all the side chicks. This is y'all's day. This is y'all's holiday. So, I'm sorry, not side chicks. I'm sorry. Not just side chicks. Side dudes, too. I know. Guys want to be boyfriend number two also. Pleasure P told us. Um, But, you know, for, you know, first day's the main, for our mains. And then, you know, the side. So, uh, hey, look, look, man, hopefully everybody was safe out there today, safe out there today and yesterday. Hopefully y'all had beautiful, beautiful dinners or uh, whatever, Popeye's or McDonald's, because, you know, that's that's I feel like that's a luxury to me. And, uh, you know, yeah, I hope you guys had a great time. And, and you know, just, you know, me and my right hand had a great day. It had a great day, you know, so. I mean, it over may, might have been overly used, but yeah, it, you know, it, it was a good time, man. Lit some candles, watched some, watched some uh, rom-coms, and called it a day. Called it in the night because you know, <laughs> motherfuckers want to overload work for somebody on Valentine's Day. But hey, we're not going to say anything. We're not going to talk about that place. Um, but where you can find the Cruiser Podcast is on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Patreon, YouTube, and anywhere else you can find your podcast needs. That's where you can find the Cruising Podcast. Also, you can find the latest updates of the show is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast. Also on Twitter at Nicetown. Finest. Yo, yo, yo. So our Black History Minute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, it's gonna be a little bit of a shorter one. I just wanted to talk about one person indeed because I saw a move on the basketball court that was actually not invented by somebody that who apparently has the name of it. Everybody, if you are Hooper, you know, to me, this is who invented it. This is the person I've seen do the move. I've seen a lot of moves on, on, on the, on basketball court. Um, it actually, you know, my, my, I would just like to say this, the sham God was, it, you know, was not invented by sham God. Just putting it out there. Sorry. Uh, New Yorkers. I think he's from New York. New Yorkers always stealing shit from Philadelphians. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. I'm really sick of it. I'm done with this. Stop stealing our stuff. Ock is a Philadelphia term. If you hear a New Yorker say John, they are they that is they know that's a Philadelphia term. They know it. You know what I'm saying? Ock is a Philadelphia term. And now I'm hearing that New Yorkers are the ones that adopted this adopted that word. That's a lie. It's, it's, a, it's a blatant lie, first of all. I learned that from you know my my cousin and my older brother. Secondly, the sham god, um sham god dribble. That's my older brother's move. He used to do that all the time when we were younger. Before Sham God was even famous or even known. My brother was doing that and we called that the rubber band. Now, I saw Donovan Mitchell do it uh, tonight. I saw um, De'Aaron Fox do it a couple couple weeks ago against the Sixers in, in a very like tightly contested. Actually, I'm going to say this, man. He did the rubber band. I'm not going to lie. And that, that was the most cleanest rubber band I've ever seen in my life. I'm not even going to lie. That was, that was the most cleanest one ever. But I would like to say in Black History Minute, Rob, my brother Rob, I'm not going to say his last name because I don't want you guys to dox him. Um, he invented that move. Yeah, the move that Donovan Mitchell did, I think he did it on uh, Jalen McDaniels uh, last, I mean, tonight. And uh, I'm just putting it out there. For Black History Minute, my brother invented that move. Okay, I'm, it's going to be known. I don't care. This is it deserves to be known, and it deserves to be be taught in school. You know, taught on the street ball course. That is not the that is not called the sham god. That is called the rubber band. Okay, so eat it, New Yorkers. That's how I feel about it. And if New Yorker want to have a problem with me, you already know. I don't give a back. All right, just wanted to put it out there, man. You know, I see a lot of. <clears throat> 
see a lot of hoopers doing things that you know that we used to do out in basketball court every day just for just for shits and giggles you know what i'm saying and these dudes over here doing it like oh it's a new thing no we've been doing that out in the streets since the mid 90s you know what i'm saying that that move was invented on on street ball courts of of north philadelphia and also in south jersey okay all right my brother is robbie J. He's a monster. He was a monster. Still probably is a monster. Bring out his competitive spirit, like I always told you guys. I think I told y'all before, man. I was the most competitive person I've met in my life, you know? And I'm a competitive person. Like, I'm very competitive. I mean, even when I come to work, I'm competitive. I don't know why. It's just it's just weird for me. But if you want... Yo, man, look, all right? He's a competitive person, understandable, you know? But like I said before, he invented that move on the streets of North Philadelphia. Okay, it's called it was called the rubber band. All right. If anybody wants to argue with that, listen to me. He does it cleaner than any basketball player, even cleaner than Sham God. And I'll put that. I, 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 I you know, what I mean, I put it. I put it. At, I put this on the podcast right now so everybody can understand who owns that move, because that is not called the Sham God. That is the rubber band. Yeah. Dog on it. How about that? Just like that. All right, all right. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. As uh, um, as everybody knows, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs won thirty-eight to thirty-five um, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I I purposely did not talk about the Eagles throughout the whole entire playoff stretch, mostly because I'm superstitious, and I probably should stop being superstitious because my superstitions kind of ran out on me during the fucking Super Bowl. Yay! Um, what can I say? I'm proud of the Eagles. I'm proud of my. I'm proud of this team. They did the the city proud, man. I think this is the most built Eagles team of all time. It sucks that they they fell short. I feel like um, the holding penalty. Yes, it is a holding. I'm not. It's a holding, but in that situation. Like, first of all, the ball was uncatchable. There was no way Juju with a, on a bad knee would have caught that uncatchable-ass ball from Pat Mahomes. Pat, really, he was just throwing that ball away. To It really should have been fucking intentional grounding. But he threw, you know, it was holding. Um, well, I, I mean, there, there's that one play didn't spell the end of the Eagle season. What really spelled the end of the Eagle season was what plagued them all year, which people aren't talking about, but I think should have been like really highlighted is that there's a reason why they jumped out to like huge ass leads in like the first and second quarter because they it feels like they blow their wad definitely in the second most of the most games. If you watched early on in the season, especially Detroit, the first game of the season, Detroit Lions, they blew their wide in that second quarter. And then when we when they got to halftime, it's not just about adjustments. It seemed like they took their foot off the pedal. Every game, it felt like every game was like this, where like they will blitz you the first two first half. And then the second half, they kind of like ease on the pedal a little bit. And then that's when the other team starts to like overpower them. The problem is you can't do that with Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. When you play teams like this, that a great offense like that, just like Cincinnati probably would have did the same thing. Buffalo would have did the same thing. Oh, possibly. Possibly Buffalo. But the problem with the Eagles season is it should have been told by what this is the same thing that has plagued them all year. 
is that they let their foot off the gas in the second half. They got comfortable. They said, all right, well, we can get a little comfortable, man. We got a 10-point lead. Nah. Do you know how many games Pat Mahomes has lost being down by 10 points? Do y'all know how many games he's lost? One. Is he like 26-1 and one or some crazy? It's a crazy-ass stat. When Pat Mahomes is down by 10 points, he only has lost once. Do y'all understand that stat? So when I say that they, the Chiefs did exactly what they were supposed to do, did exactly what I was worried about, and that's their offense start to like churn up a little bit. And it's always the second half this happens to the Eagles. Like they have a great first half. The, uh, the only reason, I think the biggest reason why they stayed in the game, yes, was the fumble. But, you know, you can't blame that all the way on. I mean, you can blame it on Jalen. But shit happens sometimes on the field, man, where you're trying to, it looked like he's trying to switch hands and it just like, that That's field looked horrible. You know, it looked like everyone was slipping. Like every, I think that's the main reason why both pass rushers didn't have any sacks because that was a slippery ass field. And, you know, some of these dudes are pointing out, oh, well, Eagles has zero sacks and this, that. It, look, when a pass rusher has to go upfield and have to stop really quick and try to get to a quarterback, do you understand how hard that is if you're slip if you're on a slip and slide? Get the fuck out. And you're trying to push a 300-pound human. You know what I'm saying? Like a 300-plus-pound human. Yeah, it's going to be very tough. It was a very tough day to watch. I mean, it was a very tough game to watch with a slippery, like, with a slippery field. And it was still one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever watched in my life. I think second to... Nick Folds beating, you know, the new, I mean, Nick Folds and the Eagles beating the New York, I mean, the New England Patriots. Like, that, that, I mean, to me, that was, that was probably, you know, back and forth. Like, that game wasn't really back and forth. It was just really Kansas City doing what whatever they wanted in the second half. And um, I'm not mad. I, I, I'm not sad. I'm, I was angry on Monday for other reasons, and that just was part of it. But at the same time, I was just like, I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of Jalen Hurts more than anything. Last year, by this time, I was like, man, we need to get rid of him, man. We need another quarterback, man. He's not the guy. And I'm sitting here now this year saying that's the guy. He's the guy. Well, we, The Eagles need to build around him. You know what I'm saying? Continue. Oh, shit. My fault. Okay. Continue to get weapons. Continue to get people that are designed for this team that are designed to be around Jalen, to be around, you know, playmakers and stuff like that. This is the first year where really he's had wide receivers that are going to get separation, you know what I'm saying, or can go and get the contested balls pretty much the 80-20 balls, especially with A.J. Brown. Those are 80-20 balls most of the time. Uh, Devontae Smith has shown us that those are pretty much 80-20 balls. You know, the uh, Dallas Goddard also, man. I feel like Dallas Goddard had an amazing game. I feel like the defense did what they could in this first half. It was tough. You know, it's tough. And then, you know, second half, shit happened. And um, like I said, man, I'm completely proud of this team. I'm proud of this season. Um, I'm looking at it positively. You know, we have two first-round picks in the first half. I mean, the first round in in the draft. You know, get some very good young talent. Continue to get, you know, younger and better. Um, Like Jordan Davis looks like he's going to be a monster. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, Hassan Reddick locked up for like what two, three more years. Like, it, it, it's just like we we have a great team, and I'm very excited to see what's next, especially what Howie can do. Like, I trust him. You know, now I can trust Howie again. And um, 
I, I just, I'm, I'm proud of this team. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to say, I, I know I got a little mad and I said like that holding call. It was egregious, but it did ruin what could have been like a very fantastic finish between two teams. We probably could have maybe gotten an overtime game out of this, but it is what it is. I, I'm proud of this team. I like I, the, the heart and grit. I know people don't like Nick Sirianni. That's because you don't understand Philadelphians. This is, I mean, like he embodies Philadelphia. Shit talking, hard worker, and he's, you know, in your face. And also he's going to be there for you when you're down. You know what I mean? And I know people also are talking shit about him, like crying and things like that. Listen, yo, if you, if you've got, this is your dream. You're, you become an NFL head coach, become an NFL player for one reason. And that's to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Nick Sirianni realized during the national anthems, like, oh shit, I'm in the Super Bowl. Like it's hit it like some people it hits different. It hits at a different time, but it hits you. That oh shit, I'm I'm where like we had a dream board and I had like goals up. This was part of the goal. I know every team has this goal, but only two of us got to this part of the goal sheet. And it and this is my chance. He said, "Man, well, if we're there, let's just we got one more. All right, let's get it." So when people sit around here and say, "Well, you got overly emotional," I don't think it was a great song. I think it was the moment of oh shit, oh, the, not oh shit, but like oh shit, I'm in the Super Bowl. Like, damn, this is big. Not too many people get here. Not too many head coaches get to this point. No, and. I, I can't be more proud of this team, man. I, I It sucks seeing Steichen go. Gannon, Gannon had an up and down, like, defensive season with some of the play calling. Sorry, with some of the play calling and things like that. I'm, I'm you know, I'm sad to see him go. It kind of sucks. But maybe we can get a defensive coordinator that will fit the scheme of the team that you can have, of the team that, you know, we have. Hopefully. Um, so I can't be more proud of this team. Like I said, man, I, I just, I cannot be more proud. Um, you know, so that, that's all I can really say, man. It, it was a great Super Bowl game to watch. Um, and yeah, that's all I can really say. Um, Rick, I have, yo, okay. So this is weird. Okay. i never watched Rick and Morty until like Christmas time. And now I can't go to bed without watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> I love this show, man. It's fucking hilarious. I know I'm probably going to get sick of it here soon, like I did with Archer. It actually has way less episodes than Archer, but like I feel like there's episodes I still haven't watched because I'll go to sleep watching it. And like you know, Hulu will play like four or five episodes before it like says, "Yeah, you know, are you still there? Okay, cool, you sleep. Fuck you." And then you know we're going to turn off. You know that's that's just what it is. But I just want to say that this show is fucking amazing, except for. The Josh Ro J Justin Rowland. I, I I know these are accusa accusations. I know there are things coming out. Apparently, him and the other co-creator Dan Harmon didn't haven't talked in years. What the fuck? Y'all created a show together and y'all talk, and and it's still successful? <laughs> oh shit! Yo, the hate has to be um has to be some great ass fuel or something, dog. Because if I don't like somebody, bro, I can't work with you, dog. That should only make no sense. But um, like I said, uh, Rick and Morty, great show. I I'm just I'm, I'm I can't believe I got so obsessed with this damn show. All right, um, 
I was going to talk about Netflix renewing certain things and not renewing certain things, but I'm going to hold off on that because I, I, that, that'll be just a long-ass conversation I will have. I mean, not a, a long-ass talk I will have, review of Netflix fucking canceling shit as usual. Um, and I need to get a list out, and I'm, I, I don't have the list right now, so it is what it is. We're, we'll, we'll stick with that. I've been watching... I Actually, I've just got through the last episode. I've been watching Peacock Original, Poker Face, <laughs> with Natasha Leone. I think I'm saying her last name right. I mean, I'm. Uh, I hope I am. Or Natasha, Natasha Leone. Listen, man. All right. I know I talked about her on Russian Doll. Fucking great ass show, by the way. Secondly, I know I've had a you know a secret, not you know not so secret crush on this lady on fucking from fucking uh beverly Hills slums and then she was also in a few like um like like high school rom-coms too like she was like the sarcastic friend i don't know why it's just it's hot to me from when somebody's like her is sarcastic and everything like that but like her character in poker face is fucking amazing okay first of all her character can always detect if you're lying she doesn't know the intention of your lie, but she knows that you're lying. And she'll just come out and say, bullshit, bullshit. That's bullshit. That's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Sit like that. The first episode um, gives us the encompassing storyline. what You know, the whole plot to the whole show. But every episode after that so far, I'm through six. So the next five episodes have been practically its own entity really still wrapping into why she's on the road why she's on the road doing you know she's doing odd jobs and like why she's showing up in the most randomest fucking places and what's great about this show is is that it gives me old school first season supernatural vibes where not just like there's a monster of the week but with this one there's like a a solve of the week or the crime solve of the week or something like that i don't know how to really explain it but um like she's solving a different crime each episode and most of them have been oh no all of them have been murders but um and i like those type of shows especially when within the show there's a show within the show where we still have the overall plot we went back, like, I think maybe two episodes where you go back to the overall plot. But I like these type of shows where you can mix. It feels like they mix these two in very, very good. Okay? I, I, I'm not going to say perfectly, but I'm going to say it's good. You know, I enjoy these type of cat and mouse detective type shows. And her character on this is so much of a of a smart ass. And I, I don't know why. It's fucking hot. Okay, it's just it's sexy to me. All right, she was like that's how she was on Orange Is the New Black. She was a smart ass. Like she was a smart ass. You know, she talked a lot of shit. But when it was time to get down and get the shit done, she was the main one doing it. You know, or you know, I think it, it, like a few times where she was like, ah, I'm not. But you, but her character seems like this is who she would be. She kind of got typecast a little bit, but it's crazy that she's typecast as a pretty much main character doing this shit now. They figured out a way to make her a main character. Like, that's how she is in Russian Doll. She's a smartass. Like, she dies, like, her character dies, like, 20 times. You know what I'm saying? And, like, keeps coming back to the same part. And it's just like, the fuck, man? I can't change this shit? You know, I, I, I like I said, I 
completely enjoy this show, mostly because of the type of premise it is. It gives me that, like, it, it like I said, it gives me a detective anthology type deal. Like, but somehow the story revolves around her, and uh, like I like how, like the beginning of the episodes, like they they don't even show her for like the first thirty minutes. Like they start to set up a story within the show, and like. I enjoy that. I like that. Like the main, you don't see the main character until, and then you see how she connects through every mesh of the overlining story of that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm just saying, if you guys haven't watched, it's on Peacock original, it's a poker face and I am thoroughly enjoying it. And, it. and what's great about this show is it gives you like, now you can have actors like, big actors even like you know a to b list actors where they're you know their face but like they're only there for one episode that's only that that's their only thing they're only here for one episode because you're going around middle of america or out of america wherever you're at and they're only here for that one time and then that's it now all right now it's a new gra gro group of people in different walks of life, like I think what, what the one dude was in like the middle of nowhere and like a gas station, and his friend worked at um not his friend, but you know he worked at Subway or something like that. It was the most craziest situation, you know, in middle of nowhere where it was only like one gas place and a, um and like a quick mark and also Subway in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, man, I, I like I said, I, I thoroughly enjoy this show. And I definitely will advise anyone to watch Poker Face because you will definitely enjoy it, especially her character. Don't fall for her because I already have again. So just, you know, be, be careful. <laughs> so next, I messed up and I watched like eight episodes of this show, of this next show last night. Um, <clears throat> In the Dark. It's about a blind woman who's trying to solve right now. The first season is about she's trying to solve a murder of her friend. Um, how can I explain this show? I don't know what it is. Like I get in these, like, I don't know about anybody else, but I get into these, these phases where I have to watch detective shows or I have to watch like murder mysteries or like I tell y'all, man, I watch Viking content for like time to time here too. And I get into all that, <clears throat> but like, I might just even go back and watch fucking, um, what's the name of that? Um, Death Note. Might even go back and watch that because it has like a the, the detective part of it. But this show right here, it mixes comedy with seriousness. Like like and what's what's great is is that normally people would feel bad or you know wouldn't judge, wouldn't try try not to be a judge unless you're a complete psychopath or an asshole. Um, you you would like somebody with a disability, like blindness. You, you know, you want to be that type of person to be like, oh, man, you know, you, you know, what can you do? This show makes her such a, like, her, her, her character is an asshole. But once again, you know, people want to feel bad for, for her because she's blind. But her character is a drunken sex fiend chain smoker. And also is a narcissist. She's a narcissist. And... Her friend, I, I don't know how her friend is still her, like her best friend, and I guess she's her um kind of like her guide. She has a guide dog, but she her best friend is kind of like her guide through life right now, and like she you know wherever she needs to walk to, you know she's with her and things like that. And I don't know, she's like she's such an asshole to this girl, and then but she's like trying to solve 
this guy that she met, like, well, she got, okay, understandably how come they became friends, because she was getting mugged, and he saved her, now he's trying, now she's trying to solve his murder, and, so like I said, the cat and mouse, the different evidence that she, that she keeps finding, and things like that, with, once again, having literally two hands tied behind her back, doing this, like, she can't see, so she can't go and look up, like, you know, the ballistics reports or, you know, where he died. She can't go back and see, like, ah, I can see that. You know, she can't. And I think it's it's brilliant how they did this show. And um, <clears throat> I just noticed that the main character, um, I've seen her on, um, she was on uh, Shameless. So, like, it's practically playing the same character. Like, uh, as, um, if I'm being honest, she pretty much plays the same character. Um, but... Like I said, man, In the Dark, it's on Netflix, and if you like crime dramamies, I think you guys would thoroughly enjoy this show. I think I'm on the last episode of season one right now, I need to finish it, but overall, so far, season one, by itself, it it, it grips you. It really does. I think it's like maybe 45-minute episodes also. Um, Also, Poker Face, I think the first episode was like an hour and seven minutes, I think the rest were about an hour, maybe 50 minutes on some of them. I think the last one I watched with Tim Meadows and um, Ellen Birkin, I think that was, um, I want to say that was 45 minutes. And, you know, there's curse words and everything like that because it's a Peacock original. So, and also, um, Snowfall comes out next week. Also, something else comes out next week. Bel Air, or Bel Air comes out later this month. So I'm very excited. You know, I mean, this is a very exciting time um, in my TV watching, and uh, I'm gonna be uh, on the on the on the bed slash couch watching the damn watching these shows, man. So I'm gonna leave it right there for today. Um, I know I didn't, you know, know this isn't the longest episode, and I know I didn't talk about the Super Bowl long enough. I know, understandable. But I once again, I enjoyed my myself watching these Eagles all year. I'm proud of them once again. Um, I'm, you know, once, and also, man, my brother deserves, you know, the respect that he, I'm trying to give my brother the respect that he deserves because he, he developed that move and he, that it needs to be told. All right. So that's the rubber band. If I hear it called the sham guide, I'm slapping people in the mouth. All right. With, with my hand, my right, left hand. I might go even go left-handed just out of pure disrespect. So with that, I would like to say where you can find the cruising podcast is on Apple podcasts, Patreon, YouTube, and Anywhere else you can find your podcast, these is freaking fun. The Cruising Podcast. Also, you can find latest updates of the show is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast. Also on Twitter at Nightstown Finest. And please leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And please uh, like and subscribe on uh, YouTube. I will start doing videos very soon. I'm sorry. I know I keep saying it, but you know, uh, life happens. I'm also sweating like a motherfucker. And also, I don't know why, man. I just automatically just felt nauseous out of nowhere. Probably need to get some water. So with that, I would like to say I love all of you. Hopefully everybody stays safe out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Catch you guys later. Deuces.